1: Small businesses are the backbone of our economy. If you've heard that before, it's because it's a fact worth repeating. And it's especially true here in Nevada, where small businesses have played a key role in helping us bounce back from the Great Recession. When we talk about economic development within our community, and certainly in northern Nevada, there's huge momentum, a lot of excitement, and in my opinion, a lot that needs to be addressed and planned today for what I consider to be about the next five years of dramatic growth. I have four outstanding guests today. I have Mark Howenstein who is part of the Stronger Economies Together. We're going to find out more about what that means because they're putting on a big conference. I have Kathy Halbadier, who is a dear friend of mine, and she works for Nevada Industry Excellence and is also part of the Stronger Economies Together. I have Cheryl Gonzalez, who's a project manager with Western Nevada Development District, and Tom Harris, who is up at UNR part of the Center for Economic Development. Welcome all. So let's, let's jump in, because part of our, our program today is to really address the fact that you guys, as all these different companies or, you know, from the political side, the government side, all coming together to host this big conference. But what was it that compelled all of you to say, we need a big event that brings all these different factions or silos together to put on your uh, stronger economies together Conference. Well, it's the North, it's the Nevada Economic Development Conference.
2: The uh, conference was uh, an offshoot from the Stronger Economies Together program, which Tom can speak to in, in more expertise than I can. But the Stronger Economies Together program came out of USDA Rural Development to take the, all the communities and, and take them out of silos and create synergy working together in all different aspects of economic development, everything from access to capital to workforce development, everything in between, energy. And these groups uh, have been meeting over a period of almost two years, and uh, in their last uh, reconvening, They all met, and it was determined that a conference was probably uh, the good thing to respond to the uh, evolving economic environment of Nevada. And so that's how the conference came about. UNR came on board, and USDA Rural Development were all co-presenters with Western Nevada Development District. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I'll, t- I'll speak a little bit about Stronger uh, Economies Together. This was uh, something that was developed right at the start of the Great Recession in 2008. Uh, I have a corporate extension appointment also, and uh, many of the economic development programs were county by county. Uh, as like it was bordered by borders. Uh, stronger Economies Together was trying to develop uh, economic development where you bring in regions and bring in multi-counties together. About that time was when the same thing, when Governor Sandoval developed the uh, GOAD, the Governor's Office of Economic Development, and there was some uh, discussion about how to join these counties together. I was part of the Stronger Economies together on uh, some other uh, studies in Kentucky and some other states, but this seemed like something that would meet a demand that we're trying to do now and trying to develop uh, regions together, I mean... uh, dollars flow by beyond boundaries. They don't just stop. And so by uh, m- organizing together as an economic uh, force, and our boundaries are the Western Nevada Development District. It also happened that uh, WNDD at that time was doing something to call a SEDS. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a program that they have to do for Economic Development Administration. It's a region-wide type of uh, uh, analysis. This fed right in. So We were able to work with with stronger economies together to get some federal funding, to get some other people from outside to come to help us. Plus also it helped uh, the Governor's Office of Economic Development to develop kind of a very good economic region here, the Western Nevada Development District, which includes about nine counties, which usually are just rural, but this is rural and Washoe. So they know there's a linkage between urban and rural. So in this way, when you look at the economic growth, We just don't do it county by county, but also multi-county. People live in Lyon County, work in Washoe. And so there are linkages between counties.
1: Have you found that, because I know from all of my efforts and work with Entrepreneurship Nevada, which is an entrepreneurial support organization where we're trying to bring in all the different um, support like SCORE and NSBDC. So people that really support from, you know, uh, communication, education, counseling, all of that. And one of our things was always the silos, right? And so did you find cuz you started this a couple of years ago was there effort to really get people to start thinking like really we are one state and not all these little factions and and, you know, as many of would, or many would say, you know, the old boys network that controls certain rural areas, and when new growth or new thought comes in, there's always this challenge. Who wants to address that?
3: Well, I'll give it a shot and let you, yeah. Kathy. Oh, one, one of the MO centers I, I work in the economics department, usually we try to do fancy equations and all that kind of stuff in our research work, but one of the... Easiest things I ever did was looking uh, getting some data on Journey to Work, where people live and where they work. And that little piece gave information that we are linked. Lyon County, 40% of their labor force works outside of Lyon County. Uh, So when, and also Douglas, when economic development changes in Washoe County or Carson City, they impact Douglas. And so that kind of broke down that uh, silo. Uh, Washoe County then became part of the WNDD because the rural counties understood that the uh, health of Washoe County influences impacts. So, you can see I-80 going to Churchill, and, even, and you look at all the retail on South Re- Reno, it's not just by chance it was built there, it's because people do uh, commuting back and forth to work. That really had break down a lot of silos, and that was very good, I think. So uh, that's, that's, one of the, that's one of the areas.
4: I think we can also take it back to the Lake Tahoe Basin Plan for Prosperity. And we looked at the lake and we said, okay, there are certain areas where skiing is really good. There are certain areas where sports medicine is really good. And we started to say, how can we identify what is their highest and best strength and get them resources and tools? Then we also looked at, okay, gosh, we get new manufacturing coming in and they're still buying from suppliers in California or back east, not realizing maybe 10 miles down the road, there's somebody they can do business with. So in doing that and saying, we're a manufacturing sector, we're not people doing business in Douglas County. We can buy from people in Lyon County and start to integrate and make our businesses stronger. And with that, the scores, the SBDCs, the maps, and the NVIEs, all those tools started to come to the table and say, we're resources. We're resources that are here for our businesses across all these industry sectors.
2: You know, I just want to add real quick, to the conference is building on that. Because you can go to a conference on manufacturing, or you can go to a conference just on energy. You can go to a conference just on tourism. But to get all of those sectors together intersecting and and cross-pollinating with each other about what is it that we all are doing and how can we support, collaborate, and create more synergy. That is really one of the main intents of this conference is to bring everybody under the roof of that.
5: Yeah, we're trying to create this uh, synergy. We've got a challenge. Uh, uh, Northern Nevada is a huge geographical area. And if you just took one of these topics and said, we're going to bring a conference together on just, say, energy, you would get a small group of people that might be invested in that area. But this cross-pollination and bringing a large geographical area together for a conference like this with all of these work groups, being able to share the information that we've, we've uh, accumulated over the last two years and getting into specific conversations – Having a, you know sitting at the adult table and having adult conversations about energy agriculture manufacturing workforce development, and you know a lot of this also comes from what the heck happened? how did Tesla come in to story county and what are the synergies that are going to happen when some of these big businesses come in? how can the rural areas uh, uh, take advantage of that? one of the things we 're looking at is the is the is this perfect storm of renewable energy the internet running across the state and these companies coming into the state looking for uh sustainable energy renewable energy and how is that going to impact places in rural Nevada so we're 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 trying to bring all of these pieces together and give some people some information so we can create jobs in these rural communities we
3: we are we are looking just to add what Kathy says yes we in economic development there's two things you can export enhancement or what i call import substitution export enhancement means you export more but your economy stays kind of stagnant what we're looking at is developing linkages and in, in other words we're kind of deepening the economy here that's what we're talking linkaging and making things deepen the best example i can think of i in december i had a triple bypass four years four or five years ago you had to go outside of washoe county now we bring in surgeons and we're keeping people here that used to go out. And so that's what I mean by deepening the economy. And so in that case, uh, that's bringing up bigger linkages. And like we said, with Tesla coming in, we're also bringing linkages or deepening our economy into San Francisco also.
1: All right. Well, I, I consider the region really part of Northern California, too, because, as you know, I-80 drives right yep. through it, too. And so... You know, it's it's really exciting and it's great to hear. And, you know, as someone that's been here for decades, it's wonderful that, you know, a lot of organizations are coming together. You are cross pollinating because reality is in order for existing businesses to stay in business, they have to be sought out and known, like you were saying, Kathy, that, you know, hey, there's a guy 10 miles down the road that could provide this supply to you. How come you don't know he exists? Exactly. Right? And right. and that's always kind of shocking. However, more and more opportunity are showing up right now, especially the Nevada Economic Development Conference. <laughs> it's going to be going on May 19th through the 21st. And if anybody wants to find out how to get there, it's two days it's a two-day, full-day conference, but what a great opportunity to network and meet people. And, you know, I'm all about networking and putting yourself in places that you may never thought you should be. But I can't imagine this would not benefit every business owner in, in the north, even the south. I'm sure people are coming up from <laughs> Vegas, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. Uh, but what a great opportunity. What is the website you want them to go to if they want to get more information?
2: It's WNDD.org, or they can call 775-883-7333, extension 2000, and we'll take care of them.
4: And one thing I wanted to interject, too, is one of the things that we like about this conference is it's not the usual suspects. There is talent coming from across the United States to talk about small communities and how do we grow them. Um, in U.S. Chambers coming. We've got you've got some energy guys coming from Atlanta, Georgia, yes. Yes. and Texas. Tom, I'm sorry they're not coming from Oklahoma, <laughs> but and we're also introducing some of our new industries. There is going to be a whole thing. We're we're trying to grow the distilled spirits, beer, and wine industry. So there's going to be a whole conversation on that. And again, it goes to to talking about that is cross sectoring. Also, it is tourism. But it's agriculture, but it's manufacturing. And so I think that's one of the beauties of the forum. And the way we're presenting this is I may be a manufacturer, but I may make something that one of these other industries would benefit by. So I'm not just tied to sticking to just thinking as a manufacturer today. I can go over in tourism. I can go over into energy and really look to how am I going to get my business moving forward. I like that.
1: And that means that we're going to go to break. We come back. We're going to pick up on just how you
2: can move forward. This is Cheryl Gonzalez from Gardnerville, Nevada. You are listening to the Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she helps me build my wealth. Sherry Hill is a business owner's best friend.
6: Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad Poor Dad. For over 20 years, we've taught thousands of business owners, investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge income taxes liability exposure, probate and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 1-800-254-5779 to set up a free 30-minute consultation. That's 1-800-254-5779. Sage International.
3: Uh, this is Tom Harris from Verde, Nevada. You're listening to the Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she helps Washoe County grow. Sherry Hill is great for business and great for Washoe County.
0: Welcome back to the Sherry Hill Show, doing everything possible to spark and fuel your entrepreneurial dreams. Now, here's your host, Sherry Hill.
1: If you were to ask most people about the Nevada economy, fortunately, about 65% think we're heading in the right direction. This is a big improvement over last year when most people thought that we weren't. Well, who are the people responsible for helping us move our economic development culture into the arena where we're feeling massive momentum, great energy, and lots of excitement about all of the different announcements and things going on? related to specifically Northern Nevada. So we're very lucky to be here. And one of the things that I wanted to really introduce my listeners to today is there's this organization and they're called Stronger Economies Together. And so sharing with us, I have several guests in the studio today, but I'm going to have Mark Howenstein read for us what is SET? Why do we need to know about that?
5: Set stronger economies together um, is established as a a program and a method by which rural counties can use synergies uh, and and interconnect resources in a way that benefits all of those communities involved and so the conference that we're having coming up I- next week is going to involve um, discussing all of these various silos that are that can be interconnected. And the set goals and work groups reflect these conference tracks that we're having. The emphasis is on bringing cutting-edge information, best practices, and lessons learned in order to motivate and guide further collaboration towards promoting economic vitality across the region and state. And one of the things that um, is important in this is there's a lot of programs out there. There's a lot of people promoting economic development. And one of the things that has drawn me to this particular organization is, is that we are very much uh, involved in, in creating metrics and looking at rural communities and saying 10 jobs in Lovelock is the equivalent of 1,000 jobs in Las Vegas. And we need to create that kind of uh, normalization so that we get the inf- the, the emphasis on these rural communities and what their resources are and how we can take advantage of them.
1: All right. Kathy Halbadier, who's part of Nevada Industry Excellence, is joining me as well. Kathy, you spend a lot of time in the rurals and really – and so I don't think people really think about that, that 10 jobs in Lovelock equates to about 1,000 jobs in Las Vegas and
4: the impact that can have on a community. Absolutely, and that's why one of the things that Western Nevada – or Western Nevada Development District, was keen on doing is recognizing that even one entrepreneur creates jobs. We open a restaurant. We open a dry cleaning business. We open a small manufacturing business like Two Cute Totes. And now all of a sudden they've employed four or five people. That really helps impact that economy. And now they can get to see the bigger picture because they're known Walk through the airport and you see two cute totes. And that started as a small military wife business in um, Fallon, Nevada. Yeah. So one of our sectors is to look at some of these rural communities and the types of businesses that are being started there, how diverse they are, and the kinds of jobs that they're creating. So right. That's one. And then another one that we're really interested in is tying that to education and how our approach Being a university person to education is much different. We want to make sure we're creating students that can do the jobs that the companies need when they graduate. So we have a production technician program we're starting at TMCC. we got the TAC grant, which is to train the employees now so they're ready. And we're looking at some of these other apprentice programs so they can get into very technical jobs, learn the skill set so that when they do graduate, that employer wants to hire him. What a novel concept.
2: And we do have a whole track on workforce development. And again, we're bringing subject matter experts such as Kathy to the, the conference to speak to that, but we're also bringing people across the United States to talk about new innovative programs that they are initiating to recruit and retain, for example, millennial workforce, or what kind of apprenticeship programs have proven to be successful in other states that we can insert here. So we have some people from across the United States, U.S. Chamber of Commerce the uh, Brookings Institute that are coming to speak to that. All
1: right. That's Cheryl Gonzalez with Western Nevada Development District. One of the biggest issues that keeps coming up in the entrepreneurial community is job retention. And, you know, it's great if I've been here and I've been manufacturing for 10, 15, 30 years. Here comes all the, you know, shiny objects out there, the Teslas and all these other big manufacturing plants. What are you guys, as a group, looking at building these stronger economies together? How are you addressing the retention of the guy that I trained for 15 years that might want to uh, slide over to the new shiny object?
2: Well, and again, that's going to be addressed in our workforce development track. We have a couple, again, subject matter experts that are talking about you've recruited them here What is it that you've made attractive to recruit them here and what's going to keep them here? And a lot of it, again, has to do with the lifestyle, quality of life that we can offer, educational opportunities for young families, and a lot of that we have some hard work to do. So another example of where we're going to be talking about that is with the EPIC report that EDON is completing, and that has to do with what are all the impacts and what do we need to do to prepare for the Tesla effect, so on and so forth. So that whole report, for example, will be presented. So there's, there's lots of good content with that.
1: Tom Harris with UNR, University Center for Economic Development. I mean, you must be hearing that as well. Oh, yeah. Well,
3: I mean, I do a lot of work on multiplier effects and what happens when you have a, a big industry like Tesla. The, uh, the main thing we have to remember is uh, when Tesla occurs, that, yes, there's going to be some demands for, for local government, for uh, workforce. And it does take a little time. And that's one of the things we're trying to get in front of. I always like to use the example of a, of a left-hand turn is that government is kind of like an 18-wheeler. It's very slow on turning. And so when we set up development programs for workforce, it takes a little time. goes through the university system. But what we're looking at with Tesla and others is what kind of different workforces may be in demand is that we can start setting up those things ahead of time so when they occur – and also the the public financing you know those kinds of things usually it's about a year or two when after property taxes have increased that kind of stuff and so it but all in all what's happening uh, in, in in Nevada right now is is a uh, like you said in 2008 it was a very gloomy time now we're expanding people's houses have increased which means home wealth has increased and so we're we're looking at this at had a positive end, which is kind of nice after being about four or five years looking at how can we plug the leaks. And what we're trying to do is try to set up working with different people that we can address certain oppor- – it's not problems. I look at them as opportunities that we can try to set up opportunities that we can make this development successful.
1: Right. Well, and that's one of the things that when people say that to me, you know, I'm worried about retaining my existing employees that I've been training for years. And all of a sudden they may want to slide over and go work for some of these other big, giant, shiny object manufacturers. Well, what a great opportunity to come to this conference and network with a lot of potential people that you may not know exist In different, as you talked about, different uh, industries that we want to develop and not just the standard ones that
4: have been here. Right. And one of the other things that we're talking about and one of the other programs is to look at how do we view education differently. We have extended studies, we have certificate programs through the community college. Doesn't mean for an employer that the only thing is I got to pay for a kid to get an education. I can pay for them to get a certification. They're more valuable to me, and so I've created a loyalty relationship, and they're not locked into a program. They want to go back, great, but we're getting them some valuable skill sets that keep them current in the marketplace and make them want to grow with me. Mm
5: -hmm. The agricultural community has has indicated – that it's really hard. You're talking about retaining em- em- employees of existing businesses. We're talking about retaining generations of families in rural areas, and and we find that if we can involve technology with whatever industry they're involved in, and 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 make those uh, businesses more productive that we 're retaining those community members, those families are staying there rather than going somewhere else to get a job and and we we 're key to that, and some of the program tracks that we 're looking at is about education, everything from community colleges right on through to specialized education programs so it, it would be a good good uh, event to attend and Find out more about what, and this is this is like like was said this isn 't the usual suspects these are we 're bringing in people that are talking at a national international level about trade and agriculture, and what does Nevada have that that makes them competitive on a world stage and and energy costs, distributed energy concepts, renewable energy those are things that grab the attention of people like IBM and Google. As, as far as why they would want to be located here. So we'd like to be able to see five, ten years down the road and get people in rural communities involved in some of these programs.
1: Right. So the message here today, and I'll come back to you, Tom, is if you're concerned about losing and, and not retaining your existing workforce, then you need to get to this conference because there's going to be a lot of new thought going on, right? Tom, True. you wanted to say something? Just
3: one more about <laughs> what Mark said about the agriculture sector because uh, I'm really an agriculture so I was in the College of Ag when we had a downsizing, I was moved over to the business school. but. In Fallon, for instance, they have a dry milk powder plant which is huge. They're importing, they're exporting milk to uh, China, which is going to double the size of the dairy herds and all that. So, we're going to be t- discussing that. And at the same time, unfortunately, this is happening when we have one of the worst droughts we ever had. Uh, the agriculture sector it's a problem but it's also an opportunity again when you look at doubling of the uh, the dairy herds you're going to look at a doubling of the alfalfa fields and and what used to be trucks going over i80 are now going to be being inputs for the local economy here again deepening the economy that's one thing i always get this is really kind of deepening our economy so we just don't lose everything over to the Bay area
1: yeah and I like that term, deepening the economy. <laughs> we'll be right back.
5: Hi, this is Mark Hallenstein, President of Technical Designs. You're listening to the Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she cares about business. Sherry Hill is helping Nevada grow.
6: Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own? Or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? Well, first, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put the proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started on the right business track, schedule your free 30 minute consultation today. Call 1 800 254 5779. That's 1 800 254 5779 or visit sageintl.com.
0: Welcome back to The Sherry Hill Show, doing everything possible to spark and fuel your entrepreneurial dreams. Now, here's your host, Sherry Hill.
1: Rich and varied experiences await you, from panel sessions to institutes to tours of key accelerator sites in the region. However, the Thursday morning opening session, Silos to Synergy, Connecting Communities, defines the intent of the Nevada Economic Development Conference, and understanding the connectivity among economic development issues results in people and agencies working together across the existing sectors, creating bridges, connecting transparent rather than hardened silos. This is the spirit and intent of the SET program and the Nevada Economic Development Conference. And joining me today are all folks involved in strengthening or stronger economies together. I have Cheryl Gonzalez, who's with Western Nevada Development District, I have Mark Howenstein, who is with Technical Designs, but you're part of the SET Conference people, Kathy Halbadier of Nevada Industry Excellence, and Tom Harris, UNR, University Center for Economic Development. So you guys all came together, said, let's throw a big party, but we want it to be very educational, very informational. Tom, I really liked what you said called deepening our economy. And this is one of the reasons this conference is coming together. Most people are still in their little box out here. And they're not really thinking about the hugeness and the expansiveness of what is actually going to rock our northern Nevada economy between now and the next five years. So what are some of the other ways that, or you guys are going to address and talk about on ways that we're deepening our economy?
3: There's going to be many sessions. One of them I'm working with is going to be looking at economic data and understanding it and how it's used and kind of giving people an idea of what the trends are in in this area. Um, always, uh, Douglas County has always been a favorite area of my research because it has one of the high, has highest per capita income of any county in the state of Nevada, it's 16th highest in the US. You ask people in Douglas County they wonder where all these people are making $60,000. Well, what it is is dividends, interest, and rents, and transfer payments. People who are 65 years and older. That's going to be a new economic sector. Uh, like I said I had a heart operation and all of a sudden health care is very big. Okay, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about health, but we're going to be talking about other areas. Clean energy, we're going to be talking about an area of transportation. I'm talking a little bit in transportation, the linkage is transportation, moving freight. There's going to be a, a specific sector talking about TRI and that new development going in, especially highways, how, how they link up and open up transportation to sending goods and services. Also, there will be a discussion about airports, what they mean for economic development. If for new businesses to come in, airports have become very, very essential, very key part. You look at any metropolitan; it's not only moving freight but moving people because people always have different meetings. And so, one of the areas that, and then also I'd look down here is that we're also going to talk about broadband. If, uh, like I said, I work a lot in rural economics, and if you do not have high-speed broadband, you are at a technological disadvantage. You can't really compete with people in urban areas. You know, one of the things that people like to say they like to move to rural areas to be in uh, less congestion, but they also want the same services they have in the urban areas, and one of them would be broadband. And having that means having the ability of, of any entrepreneur in any rural areas. One of my favorite examples of rural is uh, one time my wife had an, an operation, and these rabbits, these two rabbits, showed up and we had a, had a had a flood. And I was looking for hay. And I found out there's a woman at uh, in Eureka that bales little bags of hay and sells it to people internationally. Now, I know her husband sells by the ton. And she's probably making 10 times that if you put all those bags. But here's somebody very innovative. And if she has in- broadband, she's even international.
4: Wow, that's awesome. The whole going global is one of the big things that we're looking at, too. And there's going to be a session on it. How do you get in the international market? And more importantly, what resources and tools are right here in our own backyard to help us to get into the international market through both the governor's office as well as our export program and some of the other services that are out there that people just don't know how to capitalize on. So that's what a lot of the sectors, the access to capital, is going to be talking about alternative sources to money, where we have those new market tax credit program that came to the state. And one thing more importantly that I think for anybody that's considering this is the International Economic Development Council is considering this conference and these sessions to count for continuing education units. So it has an ended benefit to those that are attending, especially if that's their area of professional development. They can use this as that professional development. Engineers. Engineers.
5: Some of the credit, some of the sessions will be for continuing education for professional engineers.
1: Well, before we get too far, if somebody wants to get all over this conference, I'm excited. Uh, Where would you like them to go to find out more information?
2: They can go to WNDD.org, and uh, there is a a program conference guide with registration information there. They can also call the WNDD offices at 775 883-7333, Eight eight three seven three 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 extension two thousand. They can register for the entire two day conference for one hundred and fifty dollars, or if they want to go just one day, it's seventy five dollars, and that includes your lunch, and your parking, and your attendance. because so it's being held, it's being held. Thank you at the Joe Crowley Student Union at the UNR campus. Uh, as UNR is one of our uh, co-presenters with this conference. so
1: Well, I'd have to say this is pretty awesome. And, you know, anyone that's out there worried about what's going on in the state, I think one of the benefits, I mean, now we find a real benefit for not having a whole bunch of people in the state of Nevada is when all this transition and change is upon us, we are way more flexible than, like, California, exactly. wouldn't you agree? An opportunity <laughs>
4: right. presents itself. Yeah,
1: exactly. And so when you talk about, you know, I, I almost feel like we have to shake the state out and go, we got to rebuild the infrastructure under and above. But if we, um, you know, we have a pretty progressive governor who's very into economic development through his office of governor's office of economic development, GOED. And he really laid out here's the plan and now all you guys are busy trying to uh, bring it to us and implement and really help people figure out how they can get on board and not sit and go what happened how come i'm not doing well in business there's no reason and we
2: want to hear from all of those people this is a great opportunity for them to convene with us and uh, have a conversation with our presenters. We don't We look forward to hearing from what they're doing and what they're discovering and the innovation that they are implementing to uh, share with everybody else that's there and uh, even take it to other states. So
5: I want to build on what Tom said about the broadband. We have a, um, a backbone information grid. That is 150 years in the making and i'll go all the way back to the railroad in the 1860s crossing the intercontinental uh, divide and creating a a highway from california to new york that was followed up the second high-speed connection was made when we created interstate 80 from new york to, to san francisco and now the third is a high-speed internet connection, which was really actually laid out in our... uh, The architecture was established back in the 1980s by a group out of Champaign, Illinois, called Mosaic, which was creating this supercomputing alliance. And the idea was to connect uh, supercomputing resources in all of the universities. So there's this, this connection between Salt Lake City and Stanford that was set up uh, quite a while ago. I mean, Al Gore will take uh, credit for the Internet, but in, in, in reality, this was something that was going to be built out. And we, we are sitting on this backbone where it could change the landscape of the state, especially northern Nevada, in this, in this Internet connection.
1: Absolutely. So, in all this excitement, because, you know, when you get a whole bunch of people together that are, you know, really innovating and creating and thinking about the future, some of the holdback always is government, mm-hmm. right? Our own government. Mm-hmm. And we see it now going on in the legislative session. Just the ability to grow a grape in the state became this big ordeal, right? Hopefully that gets passed. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of how, do, how are you guys figuring out how to balance, you know, all this creativity and innovation with legislatures and a state government that um, doesn't move as quickly? Let me,
5: let me take this from an energy standpoint. Two years ago, when I took the, the chair as, as the energy group, the first session was, was a large, let's call it a complaining session. Uh, The utility companies are just like the phone companies. They're the ones you love to hate. And 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 we looked at the, the fact that we had no consistent policy between the Public Utility Commission, the Governor's Office of Energy, and what the utility companies were actually doing in the field. And we said, this is not going to be a, a negative time. We're going to find constructive ways to do this. And, and one of the things that we're doing on, this, on the energy side is we're going to have some really frank discussions. What it would take if we had a, a piece of paper... And we're able to rewrite some of the regulations, kind of the way you, you saw the telephone deregulated 10 years ago and all of the pain and suffering that was supposed to happen never, never occurred. We now have competition in the marketplace, lower prices. This became very accessible. And we'd like to see energy go through that same transition where we get every, everyone on board. And there, one of the things that came into light very clearly between When Tesla was looking at Nevada and Texas, Texas was able to lay down the policy in in a very transparent form and say, here it is, these are the things we can do. Nevada was backpedaling just a little bit on the energy side. And I think that, you know, uh, uh, Sandoval is very interested in making sure that we bring these parties together. We get the, the Public Utility Commission to recognize some of this and not leave it in the hands of some of um, the special interest groups that have no business developing utilities and resources in rural Nevada.
2: And I think that's what government is doing is they're responding to special interest groups, which does does bog down the system and enable us to move forward. So Rural
5: Nevada is extremely independent. They want to do things themselves. Um, they they want the resources to they want to be taught how to fish. They don't want someone dropping a fish on their door.
1: Yeah. I love this conversation, but we have to go to break.
4: We come back. I'm going to let
1: Tom jump in, and I'm going to let Kathy jump in.
5: Like you can stop her. <laughs>
4: <laughs> this is Kathy Halbadier from Nevada Industry Excellence. You are listening to the Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she supports our outreach and efforts in economic development. Sherry Hill is the wealth protection diva
6: sage international incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies information education tools resources and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream if you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin sage international incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com.
2: This is Emma Oriema, artist. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she's an inspiration for me to become the best I can be. Sherry Hill is fabulous.
0: Welcome back to The Sherry Hill Show, doing everything possible to spark and fuel your entrepreneurial dreams. Now, here's your host, Sherry Hill.
1: I am learning a lot about the Nevada Economic Development Conference coming here May 19th through the 21st up at UNR, the Joe Crowley Student Union. And if you want more information about joining this conference, it's two days, but you can go for either day or both days. And lots and lots of great information. I'm going to encourage you to go out to WNDD.org or call 775-883-7373. Three extension two thousand. Joining me, I have Mark Howenstein, Cheryl Gonzalez, Kathy Halbadier, and Tom Harris, who are all part of the Stronger Economies Together (SET). And through this conference, of course, it wouldn't be possible unless they had a big long list of sponsors. EP Minerals, Nevada Energy, Garden Shop Nursery, SJS Commercial Real Estate, Southwest Gas Corporation, Tahoe Reno Industrial Center, Reno Engineering, United Construction, Galena Accounting, and Regatta Solutions all stepped up and said, let's help you bring all the rural and local community and people, anybody interested in economic development, together. Great conversations, great education, great information, and after today, if you've listened to this show and you said, I don't know what to do to participate in Nevada's economy, then get off your butt and come, right? (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) I mean, the networking and the information, how exciting. I'm excited. Yay. The push-pull between government and those that are creative and inspired and want to do things about our economy and the regional growth and really looking at all of us together. And Tom, do you remember you were ready to jump in? Well, basically,
3: yeah, a little bit. The main thing, the government supplies is the infrastructure, and one of the things that uh, uh, just came with the uh, Tesla was that road between Sp- uh, Silver Springs and, and, and to the area to Fernley, and that's going to open up economic activity where uh, government can and does do infrastructure that enables entrepreneurs to go into favorable situations so they can uh, become very productive. Now, people in Yarrington now will be part of this because of the shortage of time. The, the other thing I think I want to swing it over to Mark here a little bit is that we've talked a lot about uh, government we talked about workforce we talked about education, but in a lot of businesses that sounds very good, but i can 't make cash flow we 're also going to address the problem of capital and uh, mark uh,
5: yeah we 've got several one of the one of the tracks is access to capital, and we're we 're going to have sessions that will go through the process of uh, a, an investor. Uh, an entrepreneur, a developer, how can they get involved in this process? And what are the what are the processes? I know we talked about, you know, this new business in Nevada distilleries. We're going to have a session where they're going to talk about how how to put together a distillery and and what processes that you have to go through both from a governmental standpoint but also from a financial standpoint. We'll have a session. We've got a uh, as we mentioned, we've got accountants that are going to come and talk. We've got NV Energy talking about some of the incentive programs. Uh, To make these projects cash flow, we want uh, the rural uh, Nevadans to have just as an equal footing with anyone else coming into the state and and trying to develop these resources.
2: We also have the the program NVEB EB-5, which is an opportunity for folks that have projects where we would allow, uh, there's an opportunity to allow foreign capital investment. And so there's a whole session on that, on how that program works and what is available uh, with, with EB-5.
4: And we also have our rural loan funds for some of our smaller businesses that we have access to certain piles of money that are not open into the more urban or um, Larger areas. The other two kind of sectors that I wanted to mention were we have, there's going to be a track on mining. We don't want to leave one of our traditional business sectors. They are going to be having a presentation. They're also going to talk about housing because with all this growth, it's going to become the issue of housing. Where's it going to go and how are we going to house the workforce? And as Next-level instructors, knowing that the small business in the rural community doesn't find it very easy to get to government and and make their statements. So what we're going to do is have a legislative update, so that we can bring some of the lobbyists that are lobbying in key industries to update us about what's going on at the legislature and how it might impact us as businesses going forward. So. We're going to try and bring that entity to the conference so that they can hear firsthand.
2: One of our sponsors, which we failed to mention previously, is Nevada Rural Housing Mm -hmm. uh, Authority. And they will be there with three presentations, again, on how are we responding to the housing shortage that we are beginning to experience. And we anticipate uh, a a great housing shortage in some of the the rural areas. Mm -hmm. So they're a, a big sponsor of ours as well.
3: Well, I don't have piles of money like Kathy, but the, uh, the, one, one, of the ma- one, one of the other things that's going to be very interesting here is uh, 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 that Senator Heller is going to have a session and some of the people are going to talk about public lands. And we should say rural and urban because we have Washoe as part of this. Uh, Nevada is 87% uh, where public administered lands and some of our rural areas are 90 plus. And so any decisions by the public land agencies, as well as the surface water agencies have tr- tremendous impacts on the local economy so there's going to be discussion on public lands you know with the rangeland fires with, uh, uh, with the sage grouse designation potential designation or not and how it would impact mining uh, clean energy would be impacted all these and so there will be a uh, a session just on that which is of interest I think not only to rural but also Washoe County folks.
1: Mm-hmm. You guys have done a really great job in bringing all these different stakeholders to the table. Mm -hmm. And I think that is, you know, very positive and reaffirming that a lot of these different agencies and commissions and government and political side are actually coming together so that, you know, we, we finally, we get to see a vision, there's a plan, and potentially, you know, we're all working towards the same end goal, which is jobs and regional growth. Small towns
5: as a choice. And, and what it is, is this idea of being able to take high-tech resources and and marry it with a quality of life and a a small energy footprint in order to make a sustainable growth. When we get these communities going in these directions, that we have a long-term plan. Many countries have two 300-year plans. We have a very short window here. We need to be looking long, long term. Mm-hmm.
2: We're experiencing all this growth, but we do want to balance it with what brought us here in the first place. And that gets back into that conversation about recruiting and retaining millennials and, and families from other areas. And they are moving here because, one, hopefully there's a good job with good education, but they are coming here because of the quality of life that they're afforded. We have to keep that always at the forefront.
1: Well, and and that's strengthening the individual communities. Mm -hmm. You know, having fun going to Fernley, having fun going to Fallon, having fun going to Earrington, having fun going to Lovelock. You spread it out, and they're vibrant, then not everybody has to come into Washoe County. No. I grew up in California. You can go into any city. You could spend the whole weekend in one little city. There's always so much to do. We haven't quite gotten there, so I'm hoping through this process.
2: um, Well, and it'll be more than just going there to have fun. It'll be going there because they afford you a great quality of life. You can live and work. And that's one of the the big things that this recruiting and retaining millennials, it'll be about a place. You know, you want to live there because of the place. That it affords you and and the quality of life. So you may work in Reno, but you sure want to live in Fernley, Fallon, or Lovelock because of the quality of life.
5: We have a track on agriculture, agribusiness. We also have a track on tourism. We have this cross pollination of trains that are taking people on on uh, on visits to um, farms and wineries and and being able to see that as b- being able to be part of that. Community, so we want this to be a place. You know, there's another trend that we haven't really talked about, and that is you've got this baby boomer um, retirement group, and we can address those needs. We've got lots of resources here that can address those needs. The Department of Energy has identified Northern Nevada as one of the great places to to do research into geothermal because we've got a great airport. People can get in and get out and and have access to these things. So we've got
1: good things here. I want to go around to each one of you, and briefly, you tell me why I, as a business owner, should come to this conference. You need to come to this conference because
5: you're going to get an opportunity to learn about, particularly the energy sector, what we're doing in Nevada. You may be driving down the highway and see a project, not know what it is. We're going to try to get that information, and if we can't, we're going to find the resources
1: for you to get that information. All right, and that
4: was Mark Howenstein. Thank you for being here. Kathy Halbadier. I would say my biggest thing is find those hidden resources and tools. And not just for manufacturing, which I'm passionate about, but across the board. There are hidden resources, hidden tools, hidden gems, and you can find them in a one-stop shop. You're giving up two days, but you're learning a whole lot. All right. Cheryl Gonzalez
1: with Western Nevada Development District. And also, while you have the mic, tell us where we should go to learn about the conference.
2: Well, you want to come to this conference because you're going to hear from subject matter experts, not only from the state but across the United States, that you won't see under one roof all at one time and and the synergy that will be created from that. So you want to be able to register at WNDD.org. And the phone number is 775-883-7333, extension 2000. All right.
1: And Tom Harris from University of Nevada, Reno, Center for Economic Development.
3: Well, we're in an area right now, a time where we have expansion, and that means opportunities. And a lot of people miss opportunities. And if you catch hold of this opportunity while it's here, you may learn of different areas or sectors or opportunities that you can make, uh, hit a home run with your business.
1: I would agree. And that's why I'm going because I'm all about, it's not just about resource networking for me, it's also about idea networking. And so when you cross-pollinate all kinds of people that you would never typically interact with or communicate with or just have an interesting conversation over lunch, you never know where that's going to lead. And so I would encourage all of you whether you want to go or there are people in your world that should be going, I want to see you there. So thank you all for being here today. Thank, thank, you. And thank you. Thank you for the you opportunity. For, yeah, putting this together, the Stronger Economies Together, SET, you're a group. And I'll see you all at the conference on May 19th through the
0: 21st.